All right, Friday, August 20th, 2021. Although I guess the, uh, how did the European state? Oh, it would be 28, 2021. I don't know. The, this date, the, whenever uh, the calendar sort of hits these days, like 2020, 21, or before it was in like the 20th century then with the, the 19s, you know, 1931, uh, 1906, 1922. I don't, th these numbers have always amused me. Ever since I was a child, I always thought it was kind of funny. Make, oh, look at that. It's like a year. We're living in the past. No, we're not. Um, very silly, I know. But uh, so today is 2021, uh, August 20th, 2021. And that just kind of crossed my mind. So yeah, I'm not sure if anyone actually, anyone else pays attention to that. Uh, productive day today has uh, actually been kind of intense because I spent some time this morning not directly in contact with the Russian language, but I uh, went through the requirements for taking the uh, test of Russian as a foreign language, so the TOEFL. Uh, which is, uh, it's put on by the St. Petersburg University in, in St. Petersburg, Russia. Uh, and there was about an hour and 10 minute, hour and 20 minute presentation on YouTube that they have. And they have all these links on the on the website. Um, and so I sat through it and this guy talked very slow, but it was good because I'd never actually sat down to look at what the test comprises of or consists of. I know in general what it has. Like there's going to be a reading section, there's a grammar section, there's a, uh, a writing section, there's a speaking section. You have to do, there's five parts total and you have to do all of them. And it's over two days this test takes. It's, like, it's kind of intense, I sort of think. I thought my Russian was a little bit better. I thought I wasn't that bad at the language, but turns out, uh, out of the six levels total, so that's going from A2 all or A1 all the way up to C2. I can't know how they. I can't remember. Did they start with A1 or did they start with A2? I can't remember. I think they start with A1. Uh, anyway, so out of those six levels, um, the first. Two levels, A1, A2, are sort of seen as like elementary and like intermediate. And then they don't actually start counting it as an actual test, a uh, Russian test, until like level B1 or B2. So which that's that's actually considered like TORFL 1, TORFL 2, and then C1, C2, or TORFL 3, TORFL 4. Uh, once you're up there, you're pretty much considered a naturalized or a native speaker of the, uh, of the language. So I was looking at this today. I was listening to this guy go on about it. And I was like, I was reading through some of the examples. I'm like, oh my goodness, I actually don't know. It's, there's a lot of grammatical, uh, grammatical stuff that I know I wouldn't be able to get. So I do know, I, I know I need to focus on that. But then there's also some words that I guess are supposed to be easy but I don't, I just don't know what they are. Uh, they, they don't come to mind right now because I wasn't really focusing on learning the vocabulary today. I was more focusing on learning the structure of the test. So although the test is actually put on by uh, St. Petersburg, you know, University of St. Petersburg, like, do you actually have to be in Russia? You don't. They're, they do have uh, test centers around the world. <clears throat> so I looked up one here in, in China, in Beijing, and there are two in Beijing. There's one at Renmin University and there's another one Closer to Tongzhou, and I can't remember the uh, uh, university name. It's some obscure name, like the Jiaotong International. The, 
International Traffic University or something like that, or <laughs> transportation, something like that. Anyway, um, I guess it would train pilots or people who work internationally for, uh, as part of their job. Um, the test itself costs 680 Kwai, so 680 RMB. Registration is 300, so about 1,000 RMB, which is about $200 Canadian, roughly, uh, or thereabouts. I'm not sure how much, I think it's a little bit cheaper if you take it in Russia, but then you're also living in Russia. This did get me thinking, you know, this might be kind of fun to set this as a bit of a challenge for myself. Uh, I'm not sure if the company will pay for it. I'm not too concerned about that. But to sort of target, you know, uh, getting through A2 by the end of the year, getting through B2 by the middle of next year, and then hitting C2 uh, or C1 by the end of next year. This is in addition to my Chinese studies, of course. And the reason why I, I plot it every six months there is because the intake for here in China, right now the registration is open until October 15th, and then the tests take place in November November and December, and then that's it. Then they, they wait another uh, five months until the next intake. So then, like, if I don't do it this time, then it would be like June, July of next year, or, or May and June of next year. So that's it's given me a, given me an idea. I was thinking about it. It'd be a good challenge. Give me a, a target. Uh, maybe it'd be kind of useful to have this sort of thing going on, just uh, as something to do, distract me from my Chinese studies, basically. Uh, and then I also kind of thought, well, what if I went back to Russia? Wouldn't it be kind of neat to take the the, the train from Beijing to Saint Petersburg? to Moscow and then St. Petersburg again and prepare along the way and then sit the test next basically uh, next November or whenever they have tests in uh, in Russia I'm, I'm guessing they have a, a few more off a bit more often than they do here in Beijing so that was the idea uh, in addition to Russian <clears throat> I was uh, working on Python today and I actually sat, sat down and spent some time looking at code and actually got something to work now, yesterday, I had mentioned that I was going to do something called Movie Pie. Well, I didn't really want to sit down and do that again, because that seemed a little bit more involved. And one of the things is that if I start doing that, then it, oh, it just it scared me. I'm like, I want something simple to work on, right? I want something simple I can work on and something that can show results pretty quickly. So uh, one of the things that uh, I noticed, one of the things that's ubiquitous over here in China is the QR code. And I, uh, and I was thinking, like, how could I ever make it? easier for people to access my website or access some you know ex exclusive content or whatever just thinking of marketing terms basically and so there are of course hubspot came up as one of the first search searches and then it's like well qr generated free would be the next google search then i'm thinking, well wait a minute can't you code this like couldn't you code something in python and sure enough literally it is you pip install QR code, you pip install, pillow, and then it's five lines of code, maybe 10, depending on how much customization you want, and help pops a QR code. And it works. I actually got it to work. So go ahead. You can actually, you can see the results of what I did today uh, in, in the image. And you can go ahead and scan that and see where it takes you. I think you can kind of laugh at what happens with it. Um, and all I can say in that regard is thank you exclamation point right uh so i hope you guys are uh take a look at that and see uh what it's like um but yeah i was uh, actually kind of uh 
pleased with the fact that I could actually get this stuff done. That looking at the code, it wasn't difficult. It was very easy to implement. Um, all the pip installs didn't take very long at all. Uh, so it was, uh, it was good to actually just have that sort of practice and something practical, something that I could actually do. Now, modifying the QR code so it worked in a different way, like in the way that I wanted to, took a little bit of finagling, but eventually I got it done anyway. Other than that, I uh, got my workout in today, so that means I don't have to work out tomorrow, which is nice. I'll have a couple days off. Um, I haven't, I don't do deload weeks very often. I get, oh, I shouldn't say that because next week, I'll, I'll work out on Monday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's going to be cycling. I'm going, yeah, next week is going to, I'm going to try to cycle 60 miles or like 80, 80 kilometers, 90 kilometers, something like that. Um, so yeah, it's that that one's going to be a different sort of intensity. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll see if that actually works. So that'll be my deload week is just cycling around and whatnot uh, from to and from work. Anyway, that's it. Uh, we're nearing the end of the week, Friday already. Uh, I guess there's only, what, another week and a half of August? Crazy to think. Uh, time flies so much, so fast when you're having fun. Hope you guys are having fun. I know, uh, um, I guess things are opening up again in Canada, aren't they? Here, they're kind of locked down. There's threats of lockdown, but here in Beijing, we have a nice little bubble going on where uh, we don't, we're not too affected by things, but we're also not traveling as much and we're not working as much, so whatever. But I am keeping myself busy, as you can probably tell. Anyway, hope you guys are well and that you're getting through the week uh, just fine and that uh, you have something planned for the rest of the Northern Hemisphere summer. Hope you guys are do uh, doing well. Take care. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk again. Bye-bye.